Hello and welcome to another episode of the What Say You podcast. Do that thing you're doing on the show now. We do these live shows all the time, uh, as anybody listening knows by now, and Salas started injecting this fucking noise into it at a certain part of the show. And it never fails to surprise me, even though I know it's coming, and fucking make me die laughing hysterically. And now, uh, anybody who listens to What Say You, when they come to the live shows now, will have a little in. A little oh, maybe they do it with us. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, right? you should do it three times. I do it three times. Do do all three times. The first one goes a little, starts a little slow. It goes go, like this. Oh, oh. Then I say something that Sal says. Oh, oh. Then I say something else, and Sal goes. So you will know uh, by the time we get to the third one, if you're what say you nuggalo, just jump right in with us. That'll be pretty fucking hysterical. So funny. Um, (laughs) I can't wait for that to start happening. It's going to be great. Oh, that's so funny. So we're going to jump right into it because we got big, big news, everybody. Big, big news. Yeah. Um, as you know, we're doing the Fast and the Furious uh, podcast. That's correct. Uh, first one got released about a month ago. The second one uh, has been recorded. Yeah. It'll be released next week. Yes. Um, and then we'll be doing them, to coin a phrase, Fast and Furiously after yes, that. Because we need to do four more right. in, the next, in the next month. Because on Tuesday, March 31st. Doors open at seven. We don't tell location. No, no location. Not allowed. Secret location. Secret location. Doors open at seven. At eight p.m. The screening starts for the official "What Say You" podcast sneak peek. Yes. Of Fast and Furious Seven That's that right. Universal is setting up for us. How cool is that? That is fucking unbelievable. You know, like it's. Uh, thank you to. Uh, we will not say specific names, but you know we who can you say, are. Yeah, Patrick. Thank we'll you. say Patrick thank Universal. You. Thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, Patrick, I, 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 I gather we we learned as a listener. Yes. Of the podcast, and he offered it to us, and we are flattered completely, blown away. Yeah, can't even believe it. Like. Yeah. You know, the, our little podcast, uh, you know. Starting a little traction. Mixing it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And thank you to Chris Lodondo for setting it all up. Yes, Chris now has I know, been doing great. Chris I, has been doing a great job, by the way, uh, with handling the social media. Yes, and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Uh, and very patient with us because he'll text us four times before he gets an answer. I owe him. There's yeah. no, he, I owe him. I know yeah. I owe you answers, Chris. Okay. So you're asking yourself right now, how do I get into this screening? That's right. Have the information for you right here. You are going to send an email to what say you screening, all one word, what say you screening at gmail.com. You are going to send your name and your address, your full name, your address, and your contact phone number. Okay, that's easy enough. Seven to ten days before the screening. Yes. Universal is handling all of this. We're not doing any of it, so we have no say over it. Right. Seven to ten days before the screening, they are going to randomly pick 75 people who they, they are going to assign two tickets each to. Making 150 tickets if you do quick math. That's right. And then Sal and I... Uh, have a have uh, have a few guests that we're going to bring some surprises. Yes. I know some people who want to come already. Yes, that's pretty exciting. And we also have some ideas for that night too. Right? Yes, it's going to be a big night. You know what I was telling you, right? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's on. So lots of things are going to be happening. Yeah, this is the place to be on March thirty first. And Sal and I are on vacation then too. We're planning our vacation around this to make sure we're in town that's, for that that's night. Right. Yes. That's right. That's um, right. So look. It's gonna, and it's gonna come fast because it's only in a, in a it's only in a month. It's in a month from now. It's in five weeks. You basically have you basically have two and a half weeks to 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 get to get the name in. Yeah. Uh, and and it doesn't matter whether you submit today. It doesn't matter if you submit two weeks from now. They're not pulling the names out until seven to ten days before the screening. That's right. So so send those emails. And let's let's have ourselves a fucking. Time. And what, what I hope is that like if you win. You know someone who's a What Say You fan. Right. I'm hoping that it's not like, you know, 75 What Say You fans and guests that never heard What Say You. Right. right. So I, I would just appeal to you to say, you know, if let's say you listen to it and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that you feel obligated to take, but they've never heard the podcast, which is silly because I'm assuming all couples listen together. Right. But I While say. While having sex, I, yes, I assume. Yes. You, I say you reach out and you tell 
You tell your significant other that if they, if they don't listen to us, that you have to take someone who does. I mean, just tell your significant other, hashtag go fuck yourself. That's all. GFY. That's all. It's for good reason. It's for good reason. And uh, it's going to be in Manhattan. I don't know if we mentioned that. New York, New York. It's going to be Midtown Manhattan. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. That's right. Um, nothing he can do. That's right. And uh, look, you know, you're responsible for getting yourself there. I, we can't. We can only get you into the movie. Now, are we... Doing anything? We're gonna have to. We have to see the logistics of that. We, we, what Sal is referring to, not so subtly, is can we pull off a live "What Say You" that night? We're gonna look into it. Yeah, we also want to have fun. Yeah. So this with might, you guys, it might, you're with you, but this it might be daunting uh, to set up another another thing. But then again, if we're controlled, if it's this 150 people, right, and we make the announcement, right, we're gonna try. We don't know yet. Yeah. All we know is uh, send in. Your your information to once again what say you screening at gmail dot com. Uh, we're gonna have a fucking blast. We're gonna have a blast. Yes, I mean this is gonna be one of those. You better come ready to cheer, clap. I mean we want to give, we want to celebrate this movie and and, and give ourselves and Universal a memory. Right. That 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 you know, it's that this gift is bestowed upon us. We are not going to squander it. No. We're going to go in there. We're going to have a blast. It's going to be like when I saw Rocky. Uh, when I saw Rocky th- three, yeah, Rocky three and Rocky four. Mm-hmm. My, my dad took me to see it at the Lane Theater on New York Lane, wow. and that was my first Rocky that I saw. And people were like, they were. It's like the screen was the actual boxing ring, right? Like people were. On their feet, whistling, yes. screaming. Yes. That's what we want. That's we what want. we want to celebrate it. So uh, so get those emails in. Um, speaking of Rocky, did you see he's making a new Rocky movie? I am not sure that I did. It's called Creed. It's about, uh, it's about Apollo Creed's grandson, who's played by Michael B. Jordan, uh, is a young boxer, and Rocky takes on the role of Mickey in this one. He's an old man in it. Uh, old man like prosthetics or old man no, no, just who he just is? just who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and it, it's called Creed and it's filming right now. Did he write it? He did write it. He's not directing it. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone wrote it. He wrote it, yeah. Not directing it. So I'm, I can't wait because I love Rocky Balboa. I thought Rocky yeah. Balboa was such a good well, He's movie. one of the best American characters of all time. I welcome I welcome Creed with, with, with open arms. So it's called Creed. Are they putting Rocky anywhere in the title? As of yet, no. But everyone, who doesn't know? You're living under a rock if you don't know. A lot of people don't know. And uh, actually, that brings me full circle. Wait, Carl, Carl Weathers is not in it. He died in the movies, remember? Oh, he died in the movies. Drago right? killed in my head. I'm like, is Carl Weathers alive? No. no Drago of course, he, yes, of course, he's, right. he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and before we started recording, uh, we were like, well, what, we didn't know if we were going to record because we just finished doing the Too Fast, Too Furious podcast. Right. And as you'll hear next week. It took a lot out of us. <laughs> right. Oh, we're going to release this first. Yeah, we're going to release this first. Okay. I want to get this up by like Tuesday or Wednesday. Gotcha. And then, and then we'll, you know, get that out there. Okay. Um, took a lot out of us. Yeah. But here we are. But see, the thing too is we have a great – well, I'm still excited to watch the next Fast and Furious. Oh, my God. But we also have a really good, fun podcast coming up, which is the one we touched on last week where Q and I are going to draft – handwrite <laughs> and draft – a bunch of legitimate letters that we are going to mail to the teen magazines right? Uh, based on my Alyssa Milano files. That's right. My letters. And we were just talking about it and we were just laughing our asses off. Yeah. But we didn't know whether we were going to record right now. I said, I do have a what say you question I wanted to pose to Sal. Yeah, we can just – this is going to be a kick it old school one. That's it. Just two guys talking. Okay. What say you? So now a lot of our audience of uh, Practical Jokers and the the – the podcast, what, what's the matter? Just making sure it's on. Oh, it's recording. It's recording. Uh, a lot of them are a little bit, little bit younger than us. Yeah. If you come to our live shows, you'll see people of all ages. Sure. So my thoughts, Al, was just like, we don't have children. No. As of yet. No. I probably never will. You claim that you want one. Yeah, I, I do. Don't, I don't know if I see it happening. I don't know. I want one. All right. I, I want more than one, actually. Okay. And I also believe I might adopt. Okay. I think that's an important thing. Okay. Uh, but we haven't had a chance to pass things down to people. Like, um, like I, you know, like fathers introduce their sons to baseball teams. Fathers show their sons and daughters their favorite movies. Yeah. So my thing. That's like one like, of the most 
that's one of the best things to look forward to. Got, right? like after you clear like the first like four years or yeah. so, whatever it is, where it's like all the other special stuff, right. then you start getting this like kind of uh, you know you you get you're getting someone who understands, right? And you just want to make them a mini you. Yes. Yeah. So my thought was, if you had something that you wanted to pass on. To the what say you audience, maybe maybe specifically the younger ones, but we can't assume that everybody of all ages knows everything anyway. Uh, what is what's a, a relic from your history that you would not pop? You can't say Star Wars because everybody fucking knows Star Wars. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. a niche thing, sort of that isn't really getting a lot of love these days. Are we talking about in what in what what forum are we talking any, about? Any? You talking about movies, music, any, a food that I love? Like, what are you talking about? Anything. Whatever pops in your head when you say that. Like, what do you want to expose the listeners of what say you to that they might not, might not have, not have got? I, I immediately go, this is going to be okay. lame. It's not no, lame no, answer. it's not lame. Music. I immediately go Good. music. What do you got? I just, I, it's going to be so lame. That's all right. Uh, I like old music. Okay. And I don't really listen to the radio. All right. Uh, and my favorite music is like old soul music and jazz and funk and stuff like that. And like I try to get my nieces listen to that. Like I load up their podcasts with all of it. Okay. Like, like what? Um, like they they'll come to my house and they, and I, when I put on music, they actually know it because it's on their uh, podcast. Oh, that's cool. So they know like old songs. They know like James Brown songs and Sam Cooke songs and and they know like they know all that stuff. They know all the old doo-wop stuff. They know like all the old. So they know like the Shangri Las. Okay. They, they listen to all that music. All right. Uh, but I mean that's I mean that's 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 a lame answer. But I know that for my kid like. I'll put it to you this way: the only station that I have on in in my car, right? And I'm not. I am not even joking. For the last ten years, I play three stations in my car. Sure. Okay. Um, for the last like five years, I've had Sirius XM. So I listen to Howard Stern, of course, and I listen to stand up comedy. Besides that, right? The only other station I have on is either eighty eight point three WBGO, which is the uh, jazz station in New York, right? Uh, or forties on four. <laughs> That's legitimate. I mean, I do throw on old school hip hop once in a while. Sure. But other than that, if you turn my car on, it's going to be either on Stern, stand up comedy, or 40s on 4. Yeah, that jazz one has confused me in your car sometimes. Because you and I will be driving along, and I'll just be, and I don't like jazz. I'm not a jazz right. fan. Right. Uh, I have enjoyed it, but I would never seek it out and be like, oh, did you see Whiplash? No, I haven't. Oh, my yet. God. Really? Oh my god! That good. I know J.K. So Simmons is, is awesome. Oh no, but even Ty- Miles Teller is the kid in it. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so good. I'm gonna watch it this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch it this yeah. week. Anyway, uh, so guys, so it's jazz. Um, but we've been driving in your car, and like, we've gone a few miles. We've been driving maybe 15 minutes, and then it just dawns on me that I've been listening to just <laughs> soft jazz music, and I've been like, "What are you doing?" And we've had the conversation about three or four times. And you're like, "I like jazz." <laughs> I like jazz, but I, it's uh, I don't know. I always get kind of like Thelonious Monk. I, I have a few, a few of his, and that's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, well, you know, you know, you can't just like buy one artist. So you, like that's why Forties on Four is really good, or WBGO is really good. Although Forties on Four sticks with like standards and classics, and WBGO can play some contemporary shit, which I don't like too much. But you have to get a scope of everything, you know. And it's not just like piano jazz, but it's like different right. types of jazz. Okay. You know what I mean? So. I don't like smooth and new contemporary jazz. No, no, that's horrible. Why is it horrible? It's just not. It's just not for me. It's like contemporary country. It's not for me. I like old country. Really, you don't like contemporary country? No, I hate it. Huh? I dig it a little bit. I can't do it. Huh? Can't do it. It's it's that and like that death metal where they're like, Ruah. yeah, like black I, speed death metal, whatever you want to call it. The thing about metal music is love is, punk music. I never really got into it until I went to some metal shows. But metal, I like metal. Right. But I don't like that death metal. That Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. I went to a few death metal shows and I was like uh, Eric Liederman, who who used to work on our show, now is at uh, Seth Meyers. Yeah. Brought me to some death metal shows. And... So you, uh, that yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you so can't understand the word they're saying. I'll, I'll tell you a couple things. Okay. One, the guys are o- always in that. I, from what I understand, yeah, they're always amazing musicians. 
They could shred like yeah. crazy. And I, yeah, but I, I think it's even more than that. It's not even the shredding, but it's like this, this actual composition going on. There's like, you need music knowledge. Like those guys are usually, because right. uh, I, I know musicians who are like, yeah, but it's not everyone can play what they play. Right. That's number one. Number two is I understand going live and then having a sense of community with them because I'm sure it's right. like I'm sure it's fun and cool live. I mean it's it's beyond that. The music does something to you when you stand in there. Right. Like my fists, my my hands ball into fists, <laughs> and suddenly I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah. fuck this, yeah. and, you know. And then I want to mosh, and then all that shit goes down. But I've tried to listen to it at home, yeah, and, and I can't pull it off. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. And I, and I'm a classic rock guy anyway. Like yeah. that's mainly what I listen to with blues music and stuff like that. Um. Okay, all right. So, but let's narrow the focus down a little bit. You have to introduce because right now you're saying a whole spectrum of music, and I'm. I want to see you even drill down a little bit more and be like one artist. Oh, okay. To be like, this is this is what I this is what I want to. Well, I mean, but then even my one artist that I would pick is going to be something like saying, like if I say. Mm. Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, Ray Charles, James Brown, like that. Those are just legends. Right. So it's not really – I'm not it's, – it's like saying passing down Star Wars. So you don't have anything – you don't have anything you you don't think that was kind of like a – Well, comedy. Like, okay. I, I, oh, can't, well, I can't wait for my child right. to sit with me <laughs> and, <laughs> and like literally listen to jazz music and just watch – Hours and hours, or listen to hours and hours and hours of stand up comedy. Okay. Like, I w- want to, like, discuss in detail jokes right. with my, I want my, like, I say son, but even daughter, right. to have, like, a passion for it. Like, to want to hear everybody, to hear good and bad, and, and see, like, groundbreaking stuff and people that were trailblazers and, and understand why a joke is funny and why it's not. That's the minutia of jokes writing. Right. That's something that I, I really, really like want to have, be able to bond with, with, with one of my kids. But is that, this is not what you're looking for really though. Is right? that a dangerous thing to say though? Because you don't you have to kind of let your kids lead that a little bit? What do you mean? Because right now what you're saying is is I I can't wait to do these things with my kids. But what if they don't? What if comedy doesn't resonate with? Well, all I mean is that I'm hoping that if they like what I like, and then I get a mini me, and then you know, (laughs) because that happens a lot. Oh, if they don't like what I like, I just completely like they're out of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fucking, they can live with their mother. (laughs) (laughs) Assuming you you don't, I'll be (laughs) divorced. Huh. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm just assuming. You know, that's that's got to be tough too. But I see it a lot because almost like. Let's take an arbitrary number. A hundred of my friends right, right now. Uh, I would say uh, ninety of them have children. <laughs> right. You know I mean? yeah, and I so I see it a lot. You see it on Facebook. You can catch up with these things. And all my friends who like played like who loved hockey, their kids are playing hockey. Right. And uh, you know my friends who you know it's, my friends who are musicians, their kids are holding guitars at age like two or three. Right. And I don't know like how much how much you get to push that on them and if they take it or not but it's got to be something else if you have a passion and like the kid just doesn't like it <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like oh this fucking kid's a dud <laughs> which is not a fair assessment yeah because the kid could just have his own passions right but according to like your own he's a dud she's a dud it, it, well, it, now it, you're making me worry. If, 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 if you're a woman and you have a like, let's say, let's say, uh, let me think of one. Let's say there's another creative. Uh, uh, say a gr- you're an amazing chef. Okay. All right, and you let this food. You grew up around food, food in the house. You you love cooking, even if it's just by hobby. But there's always local, you know, stuff in your house, and you're always fiddling with recipes, and you love it. Right. You love cooking for people. You, you <laughs> and, and then that. Boy or girl, like, just doesn't take to it. You got to be like, oh, this fucking kid is a dud. Yeah, I guess. I, He's I, a dud. What's he? He wants to play with, like, what is he? At, at what age? At what age can you be like, oh, wait, no, he's they're still too young to take to it. Right. Or they're past it. They're never going to take to it. I don't know. Well, can that ever happen? Well, yeah, you could not. I mean, obviously, if a kid's not into music by age 10, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know what's so funny? Like. We've talked about this before, but I'm very close with my dad. Yeah. I consider him like one of my best friends. And we are very much alike, you know, like, I don't know, we're just very, I feel like we're alike, but we do nothing the same. <laughs> so, you know, like my dad, right. it, we're just opposites in everything that all of our 
interests other than like family like right. we're, we're pretty opposite my dad like can build a house and is very was very health conscious uh-huh. never smoke or drank mm-hmm. but didn't go to college like we just did opposite things like i don't really i don't i i can't hang a photo i can't hang a picture frame right i never really exercise all that much like he just done it every day for 50 years uh i went to college and beyond like it just when we didn't pick up any of the same things i like sports he didn't he's very casual with sports yeah so if I look back, like nothing – we didn't share that thing that we're talking about, I don't think. But outside of still loving each other and bonding. Sure, sure. You know, I would go with him to work and I would sometimes go with him to the gym and stuff. But it, I never took any of it on. Right. You know, not really. Oh, I took on his music likes actually. Okay. So that's – I did. He likes – he likes – I I like even more like my scope of music kept growing. I think it's because like also working at a bar for a decade. Right. But like, uh, but I did take on a lot of his childhood music likes, like, and and his favorite artists are like some of my favorite artists. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. So that's one thing, I guess. But like with you, like, what about like, like, did you get fishing from your dad? Or I didn't get anything from my dad. My no. my, my father was not the one to be super involved in a lot of ways, but the ways that he was involved with. Uh, my two brothers bit military stuff and, and trains. My oh, oh tra- trains with your dad? Trains. Well, my father drove subways, drove trains right. for the New York City Metro, the, right. the MTA for 20 years. Right. And then, right. Okay. And he's a, he's a train guy. My grandfather was a train guy. Right. Uh, my dad was a train guy. And growing up, they would be like, we would take these trips to, We've talked about this before in the show, uh, to like these, these train things and my two brothers would go fucking berserk. They would love it. Right. And I don't, I was always just like, I would be like, uh, uh, right. uh, all right, right. I, I get it. The, the trains are kind of cool, I guess. Both my brothers work in the railroad industry now. Right. Uh, they, they loved it growing up. They both have train sets. Like they talk to my dad. They get together with my dad. They talk about all these train things. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so what do you, do, do you, do you just, that's, that is what it is for you. You're not like ah, I wish I was. It's just- yeah, sometimes I I do, but I just wasn't my interest. Right. Like, what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? I You're was the like, dud. I'm the dud. Right. I'm the dud. Uh, but you know, and, and then the military. My my old father was in the air force. My older brother was in the navy. My younger brother did all the uh, what is that shit in high school? The the where they pretend to be in the military. Oh, ROTC. Yeah, ROTC. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, and they were all into the ship. I never had an interest they in pretend that. Pretend to be in the military. <laughs> yeah, the ROTC is not where they dress up and like yeah. they pin fake badges on you. I, 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 I always thought it was like like the farm system or something for that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't until I joined the fire department. <laughs> just completely. Every we just uh, we just completely like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We we segregated every ROTC listener. <laughs> no, they get it. They know. <laughs> They know they just flipped around a gun for no reason. Uh, so I, but it wasn't until I went into the fire department, which is a paramilitary organization, that I was able to kind of, like my father kind of like was able to bite into that a little bit. But at that point, I was twenty eight. Right. So what are you right. gonna do? Um, so yeah, I never really, I never really had that 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 thing. My father would take me if he told me to drive stick. He 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 took me, uh, you know, fishing every once in a while. But there was never really any. Solid common ground between me and my dad. Yeah. So, well, who knows? Yeah, I like when my dad, my parents come to watch you perform. That's fun. You I know? like that too. And I like, you know, every time, actually, I, you know, I've been performing a long time and making these little stupid films and stuff for a long time. Um, some of which are probably horrible, but, but I always liked his enjoy, my parents' enjoyment in that. Yeah. It's good to see my father proud of the show now, and it's good to see him, uh, you know, we've had him on the show a couple of times, and he clearly enjoys that. So it's it's your dad must be a good poker player, man, or or, or would make a good poker player. <laughs> he's unbelievable, my dad, because I, I he's the best. I, I love him, I, I, but I've 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 never seen him with other than like he keeps he has a main expression. Yeah, it's very stoic. It's stoic, disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my father is a very uh, he doesn't he doesn't display emotion at all. D- does he? D- like, Tell me a time where you saw him crack up. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen crack it. up. Yeah, watching movies and stuff. We used to like sometimes we used to watch old Abbott and Costello movies and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. he would have been knee slapping and fucking going crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. But he's you know I've seen him 
We well, you've seen him laugh to a yeah. point where it's like he was in hysterics? No, no, I never saw that. Really? Never saw that. No, the guy doesn't do that. He, my father's the type of guy that He's you a have tough, to, uh, yeah, you have to learn to love the fact that that's all you're getting at. Right. And once you accept and love that, then then the affection is amplified by his apparent disinterest and everything going around. Because <laughs> he's not malicious, he's not mean. Uh, he's just he's just there, man. Um, and he's a smart guy. He's got three college degrees. He's done a ton of shit. Uh, oh, you know what? I used to go to Devil's Games with my dad a lot. When I was a kid. Oh, yeah? And he used to get into the... I'd see him, like, getting into the games and screaming and really? stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize he was into- And we used to watch professional wrestling as a kid when we were kids. And we still watch him time to time now. And he'll get into it, but call it stupid the whole time. But he still clearly enjoys it. <laughs> so, you, with my dad, you have to find... You kind of find the, the lovable the right. lovable cracks in him and right. grow in there. But, uh, but I want to change him. You know, yeah. he's, he's a of good course, father. Yeah. He's a good father. He wasn't, like, an asshole. Um... So I don't know how we got onto that. But no, yeah, you, you said you, to me after the after our show in Orlando, you're like, I always feel like your dad's mad at me because <laughs> he just sits there. You know what I mean? Like, gl- like glares at everybody. I don't know if I, if I think mad at me, but I just it always feels like he doesn't want to be bothered. Well, that's true. I, I confirm that he doesn't want to be bothered. <laughs> it's funny because my dad, when my brother Jimmy got married, uh, my sister in law is from Japan. Did he ever have to give a speech? He did not. No. Okay. Um, and my sister-in-law is, is you know, she was born and raised in Japan. She's Japanese. And her family came over. Her mother and her sister and her mother's sister. So her aunt, her mother, and her sister. And for whatever reason, they found my father unbelievably handsome. Like they were, they were fawning on him. My dad's a good looking guy. He's tall. He's right. thin. You know what I mean? He's, right. he's got good features. Um, but he, uh, but they were like, he's so handsome. Like they were all over. <laughs> and you saw my father responding to it in a no. way that I'd never seen oh. before. Yeah. He was like a little bit. He was in a tuxedo that day and he was dancing with him. My father never dances. And my mother was just like, look at these fucking, how do they get this out of him? I've known, the guy, I know I've been married to him for 40 years. I can't get this out of him. And, and we were laughing. We were all cracking up. My father was sitting there and he, he was smiling. And, uh, he goes, yeah, they said I looked like James Bond in, in my tuxedo. He goes, he was getting into it a little bit. And I go, oh, God, they don't know you at all. And my father goes, maybe you don't know me at all. Uh, <laughs> and we all had a good laugh about that. So God knows what hidden depths are inside my father. I remember you uh, You wrote this like short film, and we filmed it. It was like, oh, geez, it had to be, had to be about 17 years ago, whatever it was, where I, would, I had a cane – I played a guy who had I I uh, I hurt my leg. Or oh, something. Frick! Right, right, right. Frick, yeah. yeah. And your dad was the bartender. Yeah. And his name was Blue. <laughs> and he 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 made me laugh real hard. He had a line or two, and he said something. And you wanted me to turn to him and go, "Oh, fuck you, Blue." <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like tell your dad, "Fuck you." Yeah, that was great. Which is actually like kind of where I on on stage now. Sometimes when I'm like, "Fuck you," oh, that's where you got it from. Well, it was oh, a little funny. bit. It reminds you of that. Right, I should right, say right. that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, but I remember having to tell your dad that like five or six times because right. the different takes and every time I go, "Fuck you," and then he was like in the in the in the <laughs> thing that look he he, <laughs> he he shot me a look. And I think, like, it was like, and then one time he just, like, didn't even care. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about my dad. If you could find a way to navigate it, it's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, my father never really passed down too much stuff yeah. to me, bring, him, bring him back around, I guess. Now you got me thinking. I mean, like, I hope I have something to offer. <laughs> well, you're going to give him life. I mean, really, yeah, like yeah. what more? You know, in the wild, not a lot of fathers in the wild stick around and take care of their kids. So don't worry about it. Yeah, they just much. get up and walk away. Sure. Yeah. We had a... <clears throat> well, we had... wait. I want to talk about the thing that I want to oh, okay. expose the audience to. Uh, have you ever read the comics for Bloom? Oh, you want to expose... Oh, yeah. Oh, cause I, oh right. Because I was supposed to be me exposing our audience right, to something. Right, right. And I didn't really give them anything. Well, give them some. I said, go listen to Jazzy. That's nothing. <laughs> Let me hear yours. Maybe it'll inspire okay. me. Well, have you ever heard of the comics for Bloom County? You ever heard of this? Yes. Okay. It's an old It's an old comedic from comic. the 80s. It's a, it's a cartoon it's the, like Peanuts, the, uh, Opus, the Penguin. Yeah, the Penguin, yeah. It's by this guy named Berkeley Breed. And a lot of people out there, it was hugely popular. It's not like it's unknown or underground. Right. But I just, it's so rooted in the 80s. Yeah. 
that I don't think that it never broke out like a Calvin and Hobbes. No, never did, never right. did. And he ended it. He ended it early. He brought Opus back a couple of times. He started doing Sunday only strips. I actually really miss comic strips. You just them. said that, and I was like, oh shit! Yeah. I used to love them. Every the day, funnies, yeah, the funnies, yeah. Every day, every day. The Do they still Island have Evans. that? They still have them. They yeah. still have it. They still have them, but they're just so small now. You know oh, it mean? used to be its own thing. It used to be a whole multi pages, color pages. Right, right. Yeah, we just were talking about Kathy. Right, uh, Family Circus. Sure. Uh, Doonesbury. Doonesbury, all time favorite. Far Side, Far Side, of course. Right. Um, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Peanuts. Peanuts, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're still going. They're still out there. Really? Peanuts, they still they still run. They run uh, reprints. Oh. Um, but you mean people Garfield. are working? Yes, Garfield. Yeah. Garfield and Heathcliff, actually. I used to buy Heathcliff. I used the to books. buy the comp- yeah the, the compilation books. Yeah. Heathcliff was actually probably one of my top ones. Yeah. He's uh, always overturning them garbage cans. Yes. Looking for that fishbone. Heathcliff. Did they not make a movie out of him? They did one out of Garfield. They did like animated things years ago, right? Like he had a cartoon, yeah. Yeah, that, I don't think they, I can't believe Heathcliff wasn't rebooted. Well, wasn't Heathcliff basically just a ripoff of Garfield, or, or like he was an orange cat? Right. Outside of that, I don't know. I, I enjoyed Heathcliff. Sure. Uh, you go to sing, and somebody would throw a boot at him. Yeah. yeah. You're telling me that right now, some of those constructs we just mentioned are. They're producing those writers and illustrators are producing. No, well, new I material. know with Garfield specifically, he has a team of people that do it for him. Jim Davis doesn't draw him anymore or write them. But there's an office, yes, where people report to work and write comic strips for Garfield, yeah, that are put in paper periodicals, yes. yeah. Oh, I thought that they were gone. No, it's still out there. Okay, it's still out there. So Bloom Bloom County, okay, uh, was based on um, it's this. County called Bloom uh, Bloom County, and it's the characters that live there. But it was such a smart um, political, uh, co- like like week in week out. This guy Berkeley breathed who wrote it um, would just skewer politics and pop culture, and he did it. He made a lot of enemies. He did it in a real smart way. Really, yeah. that's probably why as a kid I didn't like it. It was too political, yeah. but but I loved it. Right, and. Uh, the cast of characters, Opus the Penguin, uh, Steve Dallas. Like, Steve Dallas was a womanizing lawyer. And uh, you know how I always buy aviator sunglasses? Yeah. It's because of Steve Dallas. Okay. Wore, them, wore them in the strip. So yeah. as a kid, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, and when he brought Bloom County back years and years later, he aged them in real time. So, like, Steve oh, Dallas wow. was a middle-aged guy. Oh, and cool. it, was, it was It was pretty awesome. And... Uh, Berkeley Breed stopped it. One day he just said, I, I, I said everything I wanted to say. And, and uh, he goes, I have to, he goes, I have to just stop it. Um, so it hasn't been around for a long, long time. Right. And uh, IDW Comics about four years ago started doing reprints of these, of them. And I bought them. And, and I mean, look, put it this way. They had abandoned it. Bill, Bill the Cat. Everybody knows Bill the Cat. He's like one of the famous characters. Okay, from yeah, it. I know who he is. Yeah. Uh, they had a band called Billy and the Boingers, and it, one of the storylines in the comic strip was Steve Dallas manages Billy uh, Bill the Cat's band, and uh, they put out a record, and one Sunday paper, it was in the record. It was it was a little like floppy. Remember, remember you used yes. to yes. I know you going to say McDonald's, yeah, the, the, Big Mac with DLT, a quarter right. pounder with a juice for lay fish, a hamburger, yeah. a cheeseburger, a happy meal. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I know it all. Yeah. Um, they put out they put out in the Sunday paper the Billy and the they Boingers. Did. Yeah, yeah. I, it's in my house somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, that's really cool. So, um, I've I've reread that's cool. them. I reread them all recently. I read every strip they ever did. Uh, Bloom County, Outland, uh, Opus, which was the uh, follow up to it years later. And dude, it holds up. It's some of the sharpest writing in any medium that I have ever seen. Really, and uh, and. There's like it's just time moves on and people forget these things and people like there's no reason for kids to ever ever think about yeah. a comic strip that stopped yeah. fucking doing twenty years ago. Marmaduke, Marmaduke's still going though. You yeah. can still watch Marmaduke. And Marmaduke never had anything to say. Right. Like Bloom County, week in week out was was doing these amazing amazing commentary on. And if you go back, it's almost like a time capsule now. Sure. So I. I would implore anybody out there who who is not on the Bloom County trip to 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 track it down. You can find them all online. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, um, 
really special, really something in my, you know, Jeff Sellis on our crew, um, has an Opus of Penguin tattoo. And he's one of the only people I found that like I could talk to about it and stuff like that. So I figured I want to give the Nuggalos the gift of, of Bloom County, man. Like track it down, look it up. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hmm. Like it's a relic. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. You just remind me, I have all these, um, these, these kids' books. They're like squares, mm-hmm. and they have, they come with a record in the back. Okay, and it, it's basically like the you put it's like a forty five, right? And then like there's the books. I have Star Wars. Okay, I have like everything from like oh, I know the children's about. tales, yeah, 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 to like literally Star Wars. To it's like, like a little golden book, right? Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 like those little, but they're like little ones. Yep, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I have a I have a bunch of those. I'm gonna go like back and listen to them. There's got to be some good stuff. Yeah, there, I know. Right? I know. At home right now, I have a Star Wars one. I have this other one, Samba. I think it was called. It was about a black black cat who. Uh, I remember I, you, you just like sparked a memory. Yeah, in me. that's I used cool. to listen to records a lot as a kid. I had old a whole stack of records, right? Uh, the little ones. But, oh man, yeah. I'm gonna go, I and I have that McDonald's one. Really, I have the literal. Like the floppy McDonald's. Oh, we got a square. It's a square. Well, tell them what it was because no. Well, McDonald's. So McDonald's. You, you might remember, like nowadays, McDonald's still does the Monopoly boards. I think. Yes. But in the eighties, like when they did Monopoly, and you had to collect Monopoly pieces, it was pieces, a big deal. It was like it sweeped the nation. Right. Like a lot. Of, like I don't. I don't know if it's because I don't watch TV that much now, or that we're saturated with content between. 500 uh, cable channels and the internet and Netflix and YouTube, but television and ad campaigns really resonated more with at large with society than they do now. I feel like when we had, we had two, four, seven, nine and 11 mm-hmm. and channel 13, which was PBS. Right. Fox didn't come till 19, like 90. Right. So we had like six stations. Right. So that's what, you know, things were, you know, there was 30 million viewers. That was it. And when a commercial or an ad campaign came on, you saw it over and over and over. Sure. And, and like, you know, where's the beef that Wendy's at? Like, it just, it just, all these. It's catch- hard to explain, especially where's the beef. Like, people were wearing where the beef, where's the beef t-shirts. Yeah. Merchandise. Like, right. Like, like an advertisement could become a cultural phenomenon. That's right. Right. And, uh. And so, like, much like McDonald's has the Monopoly, they had this thing. And I, I, be, I think it was what it was, was they showed a commercial of a guy singing a McDonald's jingle, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a song. It was. Well, I mean, we could find it online in a setup. It was a weird setup where, they, where, where they would ask him a guy on the street. And you had question. to you had to know the whole song. I thought it was right? right. Did you have to memorize the song? Yeah, yeah, it was something like that, something weird like that. And it and so and then they put this record. It was like a floppy vinyl, but it still played on a record player. And it was like a little sheet of like cellophane, but it was a record. Yeah. And you put it in the paper, or you got it at McDonald's, and it was the song. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I find it right now. Um, and it was. It, it went. It, it's a guy. He's like, "All right, guys, you ready? We're gonna sing this song. Let's see if you can keep up with right. me." And then he said, "Big Mac, <sighs> Big this. Mac, BLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet of fish, a hamburger, cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden French fries, regular or larger sizes, some chicken salad, Oriental." And it would start messing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'd be like, "Oh," and he'd be like, "No, guys, come on, let's try again." And then it restarted again. Big Mac, BLT. Uh, what would you? What would you? What would you look that up if you were looking? try McDonald's song? I don't know. Now song is gonna be. It's gonna be like ba da ba ba ba. No, people, come on, come on. Record, McDonald's yeah, record. record song. Here it is. You got it right away. Here it is. McDonald's menu song, eighties giveaway slash advertisement. Quarter 
powder powder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden fresh fries, regular or larger size, a salad, chef for garden, or a chicken salad, oriental, bakery, breakfast, egg, meat, and hot, hot cakes and sausage, baby, biscuits, bacon, egg, and cheese, or sausage, Danny's hash, from soup, four dessert, hot apple pies, and sunny's three varieties, a saucer, comfort, cans, and shakes, and chocolate, each of cookies, and a drink, a Coca-Cola diet, Coke, and orange, drink, a spray, and coffee, decaf, two, a low fat milk, also an orange juice, I love McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get the solid one flavor. Got it? Basically, the record had to have right. them all sing it together. Uh, now, someone won that million dollars from that, right? I'm going to look this up I right guess now. So. McDonald's. I remember putting the record on. You then, had to change the speed because it was a smaller record. Yes. And, and not winning. McDonald's menu song winner. List of McDonald's. Did someone win? Oh, my God. It's it's a genius play on McDonald's part because they randomly put out let's say let's say five albums, and the odds are gotta be pretty high that the person who got that record in their newspaper never even played it. Right? You know what I mean? Right. McDonald's one million dollar menu song. This is the mystery item that I purchased uh, at a garage. This person just purchased it at a garage sale, never never even used before. Wow. Um, this is for promotion that McDonald's ran back in 1989. You would have found this in a Sunday newspaper of February of 89, uh, judging by the expiration dates. The black portion is actually a piece of cardboard. And plus a million dollars in 89 was like <sighs> like – for yeah. not like it wasn't like the that was like what you would win in the, in the lottery, right? It was like one two, you know. It's like now it's like who wants to be a millionaire? It wasn't like that, right? Um, the stated odds of having the winning record. Okay, want to take a guess? I, I'm bad with numbers. Uh, this was printed on there. They had, to, I guess, they, they always had to do that. The stated odds, take a guess, one in what? One in what would win a million dollars? I, dude, I can't even, like, one in a billion. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, one in 80 million. Those are bad odds. 80 million. Uh, I want to know if I can find who won this. It's just that, wow, Wikipedia is letting us down? Uh, no, it's just that a lot of people talk about the song, but they don't talk about, let me see, let me write, oh, hold on, here's Wikipedia, bear with us, list of McDonald's ad programs. Slogans, jingles, media tie-ins, scratch-offs, sweepstakes, and promotions. I want to tell you what I just bought on eBay. Right now? Yeah. Did you buy one of the records? I bought the Billy and the Boingers record. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, I did. In only, the time we spoke? It was only 10 bucks. You, what do you have, the eBay app? Yeah. I've never purchased anything on eBay. I buy something on eBay like once a week. On your phone? Yeah. Oh, wow. You just opened up something new to me. Dude, this is the problem. Like, Eight, 1987 to present day, the Monopoly, Monopoly game still works. Still doesn't. Brilliant. 
Doug Stanhope told me something. Remember we went to Doug Stanhope's uh, Super Bowl party a year, a year and a half ago at this point, something like that. And when you get to Doug Stanhope, Dan, Doug Stanhope's house in Bisbee, it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. They right. have props and fun things everywhere and signs with their names on it. It's really, it's, it's really it's unbelievable. And antiques and shit saying around. And he said, uh, you know, when we were on the road, sometimes we get bored and we just buy shit on eBay and ship it home. The right. Time. And when he said that, I was like, oh, I do the same thing. Because whenever we're on the road and I'm just alone in my hotel room. Right. Because as anybody who listens to What's That You knows that Sal and I are not party people. We do not go out after the shows. We don't hang out with fans. We don't have parties backstage. Shows over, Sal and I go directly. We do not pass go directly to our hotel rooms. Right. I would say, and if I'm wrong about this, that I'm wrong about it by a percentage, 100% of the times, that's what we do. Um, I can't remember a time in recent memory that we've gone out after a show. Right. Um, and that's what I do. I get in my hotel room and I get on eBay and I just type shit in and I find something, I buy it, and I'm able to – it satisfies something inside of me and I'm able to fall asleep and go home. <laughs> I've never really – I had to do that. I never really look on eBay for stuff. I do it. I buy my, I'm buying my childhood back piece by piece, buddy. Right, 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 right. All the shit that I got rid of all, all, over all those years. Um, I'm trying – I'm really trying to find – A winner. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Let me address something else um, while you're still searching. This may make me sound like an asshole. I hope it doesn't. Um, my birthday is March 14th. People have been bringing gifts like crazy to the show. I mean, I, the other night I went backstage and there were seven bags of gifts. Right. Um, on top of the gifts that people normally bring to the show to us, which is 100% always appreciated. I will tell you this. If you're buying a T-shirt to bring and you're like, let me give them a gift. If 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 it's above a large, I'm never going to wear it. And I don't tell you that to make everybody switch to buying to me lodges so that I I get more gifts. I don't want to see you guys waste waste your money. If you're inclined to to bring us something, don't do it. Well, first of all, it's not necessary. Yes. Two, if you bring us something that's an extra large or above, I'm just never going to wear it. You've wasted your money, and I, I hate to see you do that. Because sometimes they, you'll see them again. They say, "Did you ever wear my shirt?" And, and I you want to. You got to. You can't be honest. So you want to be honest. Right, right, right. Or, or they're like, "Could you wear it on the show?" And I, I'd love to wear it on the show, but I don't do it because I just it's it, it, ill fitting. It's like wearing, it's a gamble. You, you can't. It's hard to buy clothes for somebody else. A Gildan extra large T-shirt. <laughs> It's just something I can never wear, yeah. ever in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. It just, <laughs> for whatever reason, Gildans, once they get into extra lodges, they look at my body and they, they, they say, G- no, G- thank you. G- Gildan is, 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 is rough because it's inconsistent. Gildan's and and little, sometimes the XLs look like, like, they look like, like king size sheets. It's weird. Or sometimes, they, yeah, it's, 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 it's so much so do Sal and I believe this, that when we make the What Say You merchandise, we, we, no, first of all, we don't make any money off it. We've said that before. I right. think we make like 50 cents a t-shirt. But the, one of the reasons that we do that is we we went for non-Gildan shirts. We did, right? Yeah, we did. Because we were like, look, we don't want to charge them more. We'll cut into our profit margin because we just right. We just can't. Want to fit right. Yeah, we so we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't move Gildan product? We don't move Gildan we product. Do, we do do for the loom or something? We, yeah, we do like a spun ring. We, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we should even do like even a, even a better one. Like an American Apparel or something like that. I mean, at that point, we owe money. Like that's the really? thing because yeah, we also yeah. want to keep the prices down low. Right. It's a whole thing. So I'm not saying bring me gifts. I'm I'm saying the opposite of that. Don't you don't have to do it. Right. But know that if you do, and I'm looking at a, a Gildan Extra Large straight down the barrel, <laughs> there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. I can't help you. I can't wear it on the show. I can't, I just can't do it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, did I? Is that a dickish thing? Did no, I no, no. Listen, listen to me. What are you going to do? I mean, people are going to we're going to bring them whether you said that or not. Now right. maybe you course corrected some, so they don't have to eat it. Some might not spend their money anymore, which is nice. Mm. And the right. people who are going to spend their money anyway, as unnecessary as it is, now maybe they'll you know maybe maybe it'll be more 
maybe there'll be a higher chance that you can actually get some use out of out of it. Right. I guess so. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, but keep the bottles of Jameson coming. You know, don't, <laughs> don't stop that because at this point I have like a thousand bottles of Jameson in my house. It's great. Um, so speaking of that, last night somebody brought me a gift. Okay. Well, the McDonald's one, is you going to find anything? Couldn't find it. Right. I'll try and do some due diligence offline, but I don't want to make anybody else wait. Okay. Uh, you guys may or might not have heard an old episode where I was laying in bed, I think, and I like looked at the side of a pack of gum, and it said, if you, if you want to call to talk to them, <laughs> you could call. Yes. Remember that? And so I just started calling. The, I, I called like the the gum company. Right. Tried it. I don't know who it was. I forget. I think it was like it wasn't orbits, was it? Orbits, it was orbits. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's someone picks up a human, picks up on the other end of the line, and not only talks to you, but must listen to you. Right. No matter what you say. (laughs) And I proceeded to have an hour long conversation with the lady on the other end of the line for orbits. And it ranged from silly to serious, but I was throwing ideas at her. Right. And I said, I got this idea where you have a birthday cake gum. And on the package, it says the person's name. This is before Coca-Cola did it, too. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is genius. I'll tell you why. Because people are going to buy gum already because it's gum. Right. And people are going to buy birthday cake flavor already because they like birthday cake. Mm-hmm. But now with this personalization aspect, too, now you're having going to have people seek – to, to to buy the person's name for also an extra tchotchke on occasions. Right. So now you're going to get your regular sales, mm-hmm. plus you're going to get your sales for people who are looking to – and all the kids who want to buy their pack of gum with their own right. name on it. And every day is somebody's birthday. And every day right. is 365th of the country's birthday. Right. So <laughs> – right? Yeah, dead right. So uh, – so I said, listen, and this, is, and this is how, and this is how you do. And she told me, I forget what she said to me, but I think she said like, uh, uh, fine, I'll pass that along. And I said, all right, what's my cut? And she said, no, no, you don't get anything. And I said, well, then you don't get my idea. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I wasn't forwarding it to anyone really anyway. Like, they just look at it. They don't do anything that with it. That was a big reveal at the end. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, then why are you getting a salary and why are you all the end of this line listening to me? Right. Someone's seeing it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So you're telling me either that it's one of two realities is that they're getting all of our ideas and not poaching any of them. Right. Or you are just there as a complete it's smoke and mirrors. Right. Like you want to – questions, comments, concerns is a big crock of horse shit. It turns out that's what it was, a crock of horse shit. So she says. Right. <laughs> wow. This is not from Orbitz. I will say that. Well, who's the company that makes it? Uh, Maybe we'll let's see if they're owned by. The company Orbitz. that makes it is Project Seven. Project Seven. Yes. You plus their gum equals hope. Text message peace to four one four one one to get current giving reports. Your purchase has helped over twenty one thousand students go through anti bullying programs. Project Seven gives daily to seven areas of need. So they're a gum with a conscience, I guess. Okay. The thing's loaded with... Oh, this is another thing I want to do with you. I want to read ingredients to something, and we have to try and guess what it is. Because, <laughs> like, you can't tell, like, between, like, I'm telling you chewing gum or shampoo sometimes, what is what I, I thought of that game recently. I don't know if it's fun, but, for example, this has sorbitol, malitol, gum base, malitol syrup, xylitol, Natural and artificial flavors, glycerin, titanium dioxide, aspartame, aspartame, soy lecithin, acyl sulfame K, gum Arab- arabic, resinous glaze, carinuba wax, neotime and BHT, uh, uh-huh. soy. Like this thing is fucking loaded. I heard a I heard a, a couple of bad buzzwords on there. Not nothing against you, Project Seven. You're doing some good shit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and that's the thing I went into her last time with the fentanyl, 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 fentanyl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she was like, "Oh, it's a form of sugar." Remember when we were going into this whole thing about sugar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm holding in my hand birthday cake gum. All right. Great tasting and world changing birthday cake gourmet gum, sugar free. A little, little, uh, little thing, buddy. That came out January this year. No fucking way. Yeah. 
Wow. So, all right. What's up? I'm going to open it up right now. We're going to test it out. Much like in episode three of the Tenderloins podcast where I tasted pie Hawaiian pizza. All right. Oh, the Don Ho podcast. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. Oh, yep. smell the bag. Smells straight up like icing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's straight up like that icing. It's delicious. It uh, smells delicious. Now, what we're doing here. This is loaded with, with shit, though. Is we're Aspartame, phenylalanine. chemicals. So, yeah. Is uh, we are now. There's an excellent podcast. One of my favorite podcasts ever, actually. Called Mike and Tommy oh, Snacks. We, yeah. Oh, that's right. Right. Which is Michael Ian Black, who uh, who we recently got to spend uh, some time with. Yeah. We just hung out with Mike uh, all last week, actually. We were together on yeah. a on a project. But I was a fan of the podcast way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what they do is they... They really just t- literally free associate and talk about absolutely nothing. They, and at the end, they eat a snack. They pick a snack, they eat a snack, they rate a snack. Yeah. They call it the per system. That's every episode. It's fucking absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Mike. And Tom Cavanaugh of, of Ed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't uh, say... Uh, of, of everything, really. But he, he, you may know him from Ed. He's on The Flash now. Yeah. We met him in San Diego. The f- I could not be a nicer guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Um, it's one of my favorite podcasts ever. Yes. It's I just brilliant. I just listened to the last two this week. It was uh, Twizzlers. Mm. And uh, the week before that, it was Chips Ahoy. Pirate's Booty was a big one that I liked. Pirate's Booty was a good one. All right, so, so did you chew this yet? Do you eat it? It's him. So we're stealing the page from their book. But that's because we're loyal mateys. Well, mm. I'm tasting this because they ripped off my idea. It, it doesn't hold up. It tastes like somebody's spraying chemicals in my mouth. Yeah. It's actually crossed the borderline into disgusting. It tastes like Ugh. an artificial cake. It's actually completely unpleasant right now. Yeah. Oh, it's sugar-free, but it tastes very sweet. Ugh. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I don't think it's as bad as you think it is, Ugh. but it. I wish I had something to compare it to because I'm getting a slight cake flavor, but it's like also not. It's how I imagine if a Canadian geese goose, if a Canadian goose flew into a bakery and ate a child's birthday cake, then flew out of the bakery. Then went to Clove Lakes Park, which is on Staten Island, and sh- and shit. Nah. And then you tricked me into eating that Canadian goose shit. I imagine this is how it would taste. Oh wow, it's a rough review, especially because they're doing so many good things with hope. Well, we don't. We only have their word for that. Yeah. I don't know that they're actually doing any anything for hope at all. Well, look. Ugh, this is two people's opinion. I'm sure they have other flavors, and their mission statement is good. I can't vouch for them, but it's called Project Seven. Why, why are you sucking their dick? No, I, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not throwing them under the bus just because we don't like the birthday cake flavor. They might be good people. They might not. But, but we. But I never made a comment on the type of people they are. We're, we're talking about their product. You're absolutely right, but I don't want the listener to be skewed. I want to be clear. That one. A little shout out to the guy who gave me this last night okay. at the, at the, at our at our show. Yeah, I'm so sorry that I forget your name, but I know exactly what you look like. Right, and I asked you your name so I could say it on the podcast, and I forgot it, and yeah. that's on me. But he was yeah. wearing a video game T-shirt. Yes, yeah. and you gave me this, and you said they stole your idea, mm. and I appreciate. It. I mean, I don't know if they stole my idea. I'd like to think they did, but I'd like to think they didn't and did. If they stole it, they fucked it up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, was there never a birthday cake gum prior? Did I break that ground? I, I want to say you did. I want to say you did. You want to rate the snack? I'm giving it a, a, a zero. Hold on. I'm giving it a zero. You're getting it? Oh, they don't have a phone number. Yeah. I would have called them right now. Yeah, well, of course. They're going to hide. You can't put out that product and have people want to fucking contact you. Uh, s- scale of one to ten? Yeah. Well, now we're doing now we're doing the Mike and Tom. Well, wow. scale of one to ten, uh, a straight up zero. Two, two. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but I'm not a sweets guy, as it stands. Yeah. Anyway, it lost its flavor relatively quickly too. It's disgusting. I I think kids would like it, but I I mean you're pumping your kids full of yeah, chemicals. Kids so. are stupid. Let me tell you something right now. Go ahead. Us, yeah. and people after us mm. are in trouble. 
Why? Because we just the kids these days. There's there's a health movement, but as uh, for the country at large, we are pumping. Just pumping chemicals into our children. Yeah, that's not going to end. It's not. That's why they say that – I don't know if this is true or not. This is uh, – might be able to file this under um, Urban Legend. That that children are developing earlier now because of all the, all the chemicals and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there's tons of documentaries on Netflix that are in my queue that I'll never watch that right. are all about this. Right, but they're yeah. in your queue. Yeah. Oh, it's the important yeah. The intent is to watch it. Sure. Intent uh, counts for a lot. Ostensibly, yes. I, 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 and it's all these, all these things about, you know, Monsanto sure. and the food industry and the processing of food and the carcinogens and right, all that stuff. Right, right. But I, I read enough because what I do is I read the summary. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so I've read the summary to dozens of these doc, right, uh, documentaries. Right. Right. So you're well read on And that. I'm just warning you, based, based on my review of a couple of dozen summaries on Netflix, look out, America. <laughs> we're pumping too much. Too much into too our much. children. All right. Well, look, we're going to wrap this up, right? Yeah. Uh so we got this week is out. Uh, next week's already recorded is Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, within the course of the next five weeks, you'll be getting the rest of the Fast and the Furious ones. Yes. Um, that's that's going to happen. That's, that's a, a guarantee. And uh, that's it. Do you want to make a phone call? Yes, I'm going to make a phone call. We're in, we're in D-Town, so I'm going yes, to call Detroit. Detroit. Um, also, Practical Jokers is on Thursday nights. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, all new episodes every week. We are not taking any breaks. Uh, so we're on for a while, and we are on the road. Come see us. We uh, will be in St. Louis, uh, Denver, and Houston the first weekend in March. And in the middle of that week, I think it's March 11th, we'll be in Port Chester, New York. Uh, and then come April... You can see us at the Wild West Comedy Festival in Nashville right. on April 16th. We have two shows there that night. We're part of a big festival. We added a second show. We want to see you guys. We'd love to sell it out. If we do sell out the second uh, Tenderloin show, there is a chance Q and I will do a live What Say You down there. Right. So that would be even even better. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the tour dates are on the Tenderloins.com. Right. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask this person about Fast and Furious if they pick up. Oh, that's a good call, buddy. Good call. All right. Here goes nothing. Did you block your number? I did. Okay. I did. Here we go. Come on. It's ringing. That's a ring. That's a, that is a ring and a half, my friend. That's a good sign, man. Yeah, that is a good sign. Sunday. People should be home. It is Sunday, right? Yeah, it's Sunday, yeah. Come on. Now, this is where I get that hump where I start losing faith. Come on, man. Come on. The last part. Attention. Six, five, one, two, five. Doesn't answer. Please enter another extension number. Go. You got round two. You have dialed an invalid extension number. Go again. Please re-enter the extension of the person you wish to reach. Thank you. You have dialed an invalid extension Come on. Please re-enter the extension of the person you wish to reach. All right. How about two, 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 two. You have dialed an invalid uh, extension number. Please re-enter the extension. You're obviously also a business, too, so they're probably not even there today. is invalid. Uh, Personal assistant. Because you want a zero? Thank, talk- thank you. Just a moment. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! This is a hard one one. Do I say it's me? Yeah. Do I say what say you or do I say we're calling from we're calling us first survey for Fast and Furious? <laughs> what do I say? Uh, 
Yeah, do the Fast and Furious thing. Survey, right? Yeah. Hi, we're just calling. <laughs> we are, we are, we are just calling. No identifier. Oh, come on. Sunday, dude. Pick up the fucking phone. Sunday. We want to talk to you about Fast and Furious. People are alive on Sunday. Phones ring on Sunday. Yeah, it's a business. All right. I mean, I want, I want a point five, like a half a credit on that for getting a valid number. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> what is this credit adding up to? Yeah, it means nothing. Okay. Right. I don't know. But it, but it wasn't a disconnected number. No, it wasn't. One more ring. Okay. Uh, it looks well, like we have to sign off. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, join us uh, in a very few. few <clears throat> join us in a few days for the Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes, um, more to come. And then, of course, we have a, a very fun episode coming up where Q and I were going to be writing teen magazines, right. <laughs> real handwritten letters, and mailing them out, and then waiting for responses. That's right. All right, guys, thanks for listening. That Rome wasn't built in a day Then how come everyone is rushing to get ahead And if I seem to be reserved, that's just my way Your questions seem like you're interrogating me Yeah, I try Then again, I don't try I get an F for effort I get a D next time The lemon metaphor four million times And I don't stand for lemonade, don't ask me why And would a beverage stand be a job that be desired? And where would I get the wood and should I try? Should I try? Then again I don't try Again, F for effort I get a 65 yeah, I try, yeah, 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 then again I don't try Again, F for effort I might as well just Uh-huh, The currency don't grow like leaves on trees Then how come my money comes and goes so seasonally And I wish farmers planted plants instead of thieves My friend pays a ton of green for greener groceries Yeah, she tries Then again, she don't try She gets an F for effort She'll plant a tree next time Yeah, she tries then again, I don't try. Again, F for effort. I'll get a D next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try. Then again, I don't try. I get an F for effort. I get a 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try. Then again, I don't try.